raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right, good Wednesday morning to you. We are live here at the Indiana Convention Center. I'm certainly one of the more popular faces has joined us right now. I would assume the reaction, Nick Sirianni, to you coming to downtown Indianapolis may be a little bit different than when you exited Lucas Oil Stadium <laughs> back in early November. Uh, we don't need to begin with that, but... Um, Shane Steichen, the hire here, um, was listening to your podium session a little bit earlier, and obviously he was a guy that you entrusted a whole lot. What will you lose the most in not having Shane with you? Yeah, you know, obviously, anytime you lose good people, you're it's it affects you. It affects you. And Shane, I always thought Shane just had a phenomenal way about calling a calling a game. And I started off calling games in in Philly. Uh, and I and I thought to myself, man, I you know I, I need to be able to manage the game better. And I have this great play caller who did a great job with the Chargers calling plays. Uh, you know, I need to entrust him, and he just never let me down on that. Uh, he was awesome on that. He does a great way about calling plays, how to stay calm through the through the madness of a game, um, through maybe the head coach yelling uh, at his direction, and then still staying calm. Like Shane's was very steady. Um, and so, you know, that's that's one thing that sticks out with Shane, or just his ability to call a game, his ability, you know, how much he, how good he is with the offense, is, you know, how good he is connecting with players, his accountability with players. And, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Obviously, I miss that friendship that I have with Shane as well. You called him a special play caller. What makes a special play caller? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say um, exactly what that is. It's just like, hey, calling the plays at the right time that are just, you know, Man, how did you you felt you just felt that in that moment, right? And, and yeah, just felt that in that moment. Preparation, also, you know. Um, but you know, there, there's feel to it. But then the preparation of leaving no stone unturned and going through every every detail that you could possibly go through to put yourself in position. Yeah, we ask our players to put themselves in every position they can. How am I running this play versus this look or that look or this look or that look? I try to do the same as a coach. And so his preparation second to none as well. You know, the natural thought process, I think, Coach, for a lot of fans is the comparison to you because, you know, for all the obvious reasons. So when, when people are looking at Shane Steichen coming in as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts and they're saying – Hey, this is going to be like what Nick Sirianni did in Philly. What is it like? You know, what what things do you have in common with him? For maybe from approach and detriment, and or, or excuse me, approach and and style. And then, are there any things that are, that are different that you look at it and you say, you know, what maybe he learned from an area where where there was a detriment of, of something I did that he could have learned from? Sure, I think what we we always try to do as coaches is learn some things from from guys of what you would do and how you would do it, and take little parts of where you've where you've been and try to, you know, say, here, here's how I would do it, right? And so I'm sure Shane's taking a little bit from from Norv and a little Norv Turner, a little bit from Frank Reich, a little bit from me, a little bit from Anthony Lynn, a little bit from Mike McCoy, and, and making it his own. Um, you know, that's what that's what you that's what you try to do is and, and do what you think's right and what you're convicted in. Um, you know, to make sure you're running the program the the way you want it want it to be run. And so, um, you know, Shane to say anything as far as systems go like he's got to figure out who's here first right and I think that that's what Shane and I have done and and, and what the example of that is like hey neither of us have ever ever run an offense quite like the one we ran this year we had you know these type of players and this is how we ran the offense he tried to cater to the quarterback first so I think 
you know, to say this is what, you know, Shane will do because we did this and will he use some concepts from from Philly? I imagine so that he will. Um, but he's, you know, he'll. I know what Shane will do. He'll figure out what his players do, figure out what his players do well, and he'll try to replicate that. And does that always happen immediately? No, because you got to you got to go through training camp. You got to go through OTAs. You got to go through preseason games. You got to go through a couple. It it took us about five or six games before we were hit our stride and said, "This is what we do well. This is what we're going to continue to do." And so, you know, I know Shane will will figure out what his guys do well and. Uh, you know, and adapt to them, especially that court, whoever that quarterback is. He was here as Colts offense coordinator from 2018 to 2020. Nick Sirianni, obviously Eagles head coach, with us uh, live at the convention center. I asked Shane at his opening presser the biggest thing he learned from you as a first-time head coach. He said accountability. How as a head coach do you go about being accountable? Yeah, first of all, the accountability starts with yourself um, and admitting you know, when you've messed up, right? And so if I'm going to get up in front of the room and talk to the guys about things that uh, that need to be corrected from the game or from practice, I better be saying the things that I did wrong too, right, and, and, and going that way. But I think what people think is accountability. And so it starts there where you're holding yourself accountable. You want our players to get better every day, we got to get better every day. You want players to be hold each other accountable and hold themselves accountable, you got to hold yourself accountable. But I think – what a misconception sometimes about accountability is that it has to be negative that's not that's not at all accurate and and accountability like sure you when it's when it's not done the right way you you go through your process of of how you correct that action but when it's done the way that you really wanted it to be done and way you know it needs to be done to to compete at a high level that's just as good a accountability because you're like you're going crazy about that. Like sometimes it looks like you're you're losing your mind, but you're losing your mind in such a good way. You're like, that's exactly the way it's supposed <laughs> to look. That's exactly how I want it to look. And and so like and then that's the reinforcement. Like and the man, that's exactly what he wants. And then when you do it this way, it looks good. We're playing good. So accountability starts with you. And then accountability doesn't just have to be negative. Right? You want to you want to be positive in your accountability too, because you're just trying to reinforce the actions you want to re, uh, continue to have. You're literally like the perfect fit for Philadelphia, aren't you? <laughs> like I'm not kidding you. Like it, it feels, it almost is like there was no other franchise that would have been a better fit. Yeah, I guess that's I grew up on the East Coast. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you're just you kind of have that like Rocky Balboa like get up. At, like, do you drink raw eggs in the morning? I the de- whole deal. I, I definitely do not do that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably smart. But do I? But do I love Rocky the Rocky movies? Yeah. Did I just start watching them with my son um, before basketball games? I did. Have you run the steps? You know what? I have, but he hasn't. So I need to take him. There's your project, season. right? It's an off-season but vacation. It's right amazing. There. Like, Rock, I mean, shoot, we're sitting there watching Rocky. I said, "Hey, what did what'd you learn? Work and hey, work hard. If I want to, yeah. if I want to beat Ivan Drago, I got to work hard." <laughs> so I'm like, "That's exactly what I wanted my son to say." Hey, I, let me ask you about this. I mean, Kevin made mention of it, and we can make light of it now and joke around about you know what it meant to you to come back to Indianapolis and win. And I think people know your relationship, your admiration, your respect for Frank Wright. And knowing the way that things ended for Frank Reich in Indianapolis, part of that's the nature of the business. Sure. But when Shane Steichen came to you and said, I have an opportunity, you said, oh, great. It's Indianapolis. What was your reaction? And was there any second of thinking to yourself, could there be somewhere else? Yeah, not, not even actually, not even a little bit. Um, I, I, when he said it's Indianapolis and I, I was just so happy. There's so many, so many great people in this city, and there's so many great people in that in that building, right? 
like shoot we talk we still talk to our friends uh, over in uh bridgewater where we where we lived right um and then i just think about all the great people that they have in, in that building like uh, you know i i have I had a phenomenal three years here, um, and that and that starts with the the people you're around every day when you go to work. That starts with the people that you're around when you when you live in the city. And so, um, I told him how much I liked it, liked living here. I told him how much I liked working in that building, um, and I was really happy for him to, uh, you know, to um, to have that opportunity. I, you know, and, and imagine he'll move somewhere that has a golf I, I miss that golf cart i used to have that i used to drive <laughs> he's got to have his kid watch hoosiers though instead of rocky right <laughs> yeah you got you got to have you got to have the hoosiers on he's got to make the drive down the, the street to go see hoosiers but you know i told him how much i like that golf cart that you drive around the neighborhood with in one of those communities that's why i miss i miss that golf cart that I, used to have. <laughs> I can't have that in uh in philly what's I, the biggest challenge in going from for you was there a moment when you went from coordinator to head coach where all of a sudden you're like oh man like i now it's real and and what is what is the adjustment he's going to have to make um there's always different you know different things there like i really felt prepared uh, i really did and hopefully i i helped shane you know in this journey to help him get prepared as well um i just always remember frank pulling me aside and saying stuff like hey when you're head coach you're going to have to think through this just like I did right here and there's what I did like he, he made it he was very intentional Frank was very intentional about helping me develop into uh, into the head coach into a head coach right and I tried to do those same things for Jonathan and Shane and so hopefully you know Shane is, is seeing all those things um, and he takes a look like I said takes a little bit from each person that he has and and and, and when he gets in those situations um, to to um, you know, to be able to handle it the way he thinks is right. But also when he gets in those situations, you know, obviously you try to prepare guys as much as you possibly can and help them prepare as much as you can. But you, you can't go through everything, right? And so when he gets in those situations, he knows he can call me. And I know he knows he can call Frank. I know he knows he can call, you know, his other mentors. And, and you know, when he when he has those. And, and Gus Bradley, right? I, that Shoot, Gus was a big mentor for, for both Shane and I, you know, when we were together and with the Chargers. I still talk to Gus, and, and, and he still helps me through through different situations. So you, you, you're never going to have all the answers and, and be, re, be ready to reach out and uh, – and reach out to people that you trust when you when you need to when you need to ask questions. Nick, last one from me. You know, I brought it up to start the interview. Obviously, your reaction at the end of that Colts Eagles game back in November got a lot of fanfare on our airwaves. Um, they were the, mad at me. The, well, it, it, <laughs> that's probably an accurate statement. The little bit that I know of you, I, I simply said that Monday. That is the competitive spirit that I know that you live with in every walk of life, not just the game of football. But it was that combination with your loyalty. Frank Reich is that accurate in your emotion at the end of that game yeah you know obviously very competitive I think one of my friends <laughs> said some, some one of my friends who actually went to the Super Bowl had said um you know um one of the one of the people that he works with that came in and was like did you see Nick at the end of the game he goes yeah that's how Nick is when we used to play Nintendo together I was gonna say, when we were kids. Is like, that you, like, winning a beer pong, you know, game? One hundred percent. And so, like, then he's like, "That's that's just what that's just who he is." But, but also, you know, I was I was raised in a home where family was everything, right? And, uh, you know, faith, family, football, and um, you know, I, I can remember, you know, if my brother's teams had a bad game, 
Um, they, I had two older brothers, and if my brother's team's had a bad game, I, I'm crying. Right, I, I got emotional about it. Or if somebody said something about my brothers, hey, he he didn't play quarterback very well. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to be really pissed off. Right, mm-hmm. and and so I tr- I think of Frank as like my older brother, and uh, and that's just when when <laughs> that's just how you feel about your family, and you're just. You're just loyal, and you're, and because you know they've always had your back, you've always had their back, and you always want what's best for them, and and you don't and you don't like it when it's when it's and it, when it's not best for them. So now, what what were you yelling? That's what I want to know. That that stays there. <laughs> was it to Philly fans or indie fans? Uh, it stays there. Too. Oh darn it! I, I, I tried. It was just safe travels tried. home. That's right. You know? <laughs> hey, you need to go. Uh, and I realize that you're fairly busy here while you're in town. Um, you need to go to 47th and Boulevard to Hoagies and Hops because literally. The gal that runs it is is from Philly. Okay. And you walk in and you would think that are you, you s- are across the street. Like, it, literally, it's entirely Philadelphia I Eagles I feel like stuff. you might be setting me up and there's, and there's going to be no. all the Colts fans. <laughs> I'm telling you. After the game. They sit you. behind the visiting had, bench every single game they had, and they've been waiting for you. They had Super Bowl specials. <laughs> they had the entire place was Fly what Eagles is, Fly. What is it called again? Hoagies and Hops. Hoagies it's a 47. Just it's south of Butler. Butler. Yeah, okay. just it oh, when, okay. yeah, cool. just south of Butler. That was one of my regrets being here. I didn't get to go to a Butler game. Oh, yeah. I heard it was awesome. I was at Hinkle last night for the game. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was an awesome time up there um unbelievable success Thank proud you. of you um i know it's uh, probably been a whirlwind these last couple of years but i think jake summed it up pretty well you you, you fit philly really well and it's uh, darn impressive hey, what are you and shane next year both going to be in the headset of former alabama quarterbacks on the field what do you think? Uh, I can't answer. That. I don't know. What, listen, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't. We don't share secrets anymore. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, Jim Mercy had a slip up. Nick Sirianni's not going to have a that's slip right. up here. That's right. Thanks, Nick. Enjoy, Andy. All right, Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba ba ba. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.